Good morning and welcome. You've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. Miss Sarah, how are you this morning? I'm good. You know what? I think spring is officially here. And I sure hope so. It's hope been a so. roller coaster, hasn't it? It has. We are definitely living the show me state weather sure. here lately with the, the snow and the ice and then the spring weather. <laughs> yeah. So who knows what will happen? Yeah, I look out here and I look at the trees. They're as confused as we are. Some of them are blooming. <laughs> some of them aren't. They don't know what's going on. So you had an interesting topic. Well, I guess we'll save that one for a little later. I guess I, if you don't mind, I want to get a, sure. my soapbox. So you'll have to watch me today because the soapbox may come out a few different times. So, Sarah, you have seen or been a part of the shops for many years at this point, which is super awesome. I see from time to time, and I it's I service most of our friends and family in close you know proximity. But I have some friends and family that I would consider maybe extended or they live a little ways away. And so, believe it or not, sometimes they choose to take their vehicles other places. Can you believe that? I can't. Which really doesn't bum me out at all as long as they're getting good service. Okay. Now, we're not perfect. I think I shared maybe last show or the show before. We had slipped up. We dealt with it. I got to own that problem. We got to learn from it. We got to get better so that doesn't happen for any of our other customers. But when you take your car somewhere else, A, because you think we're too busy, or B, because maybe you have the perception that we're too expensive, or maybe it's easy work per se, and you go to a big box parts store because, or sorry, I'm used to picking on the big box parts stores. You go to a big box repair facility because they can get you in and out real quick. That sounds good. I mean, do you think that kind of what I'm painting to get in and out real quick sounds like a good thing? Yeah, but you know, sometimes you get what you pay for. Yeah. And so the long and short of why I'm bringing this up, I've actually got a technician who's got some extended family. And for whatever reason, they didn't get it into us. They they did some other things and they took it to, I think, another facility. And it is an absolute mess. And so now we've ended up with it. So not only do I have the original problem, whatever it is, and I still haven't made it through to whatever the root cause is of it quite yet, but I have wiring that's been cut and very, very poorly spliced and attempted soldered back together with no insulation. I have every part that you could possibly like, you know, Sarah, if you just stood back and you like just threw things at a vehicle so I got new parts that I don't know if were installed correctly and programmed right, or maybe was a worse quality part than you took off. And so, like, as I see this, this is an absolute disastrous basket case. And so the perception, I believe, is, oh, you know, I know a guy who will cut me a deal or whatever the case may be. And so I don't know how long it was there, probably weeks or months and now it has been towed in and brought to our facility and we're working through all this stuff. But what I am sure is going to be a pretty reasonable, simple cost repair is now hours and hours and hours of time to work through all the, I would say, uh, malpractice that was done on all these parts that they didn't know were or were not the problem and thrown at this truck. So they've created problems. They didn't diagnose the problem correctly, even the third or fourth time. So let's let's be real. Sometimes it takes me once or twice to 
get through and get to the root cause of things. So it does happen. I'm not saying I'm holier than thou, but it has made our lives infinitely more difficult. And the debauchery that has been done to this person's truck, which is an older vehicle, it's, um, I don't know, it's probably 25 years old, maybe something like that but still in really good shape and very well cared for um, was kind of what I would consider not molested prior to this, but it's definitely been molested at this point in time. So the perception of value, I guess, is is essentially what we're going to talk about today is that, hey, maybe we're perceived to be more expensive or we're perceived to be busier. There's a reason for both of those, by the way. Um and that sometimes, you know, just because somebody's cheaper, to your point earlier, you get what you pay for. What do you think about that whole story? That just makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. I mean, they probably thought, oh, I'll just get this taken care of right here and there. It's no big deal. Right. And now not only did they pay for those repairs, yeah. but now they have to have their vehicle out for even longer, yeah. pay for more repairs that the other place messed up in, yeah. the, in the first place. and. Now it's just a lot more stress and heartache that could have been completely avoided. Absolutely. And I run into this from time to time with, I have some family members that live, you know, say 30 to 60 miles away, and it's inconvenient for them to show up and drive 60 miles for an oil change. I totally get that. I really do. But time and time again, I would say to be conservative, probably about every third or fourth time when they have something serviced somewhere else, I have to not only fix that, but I have to fix whatever else was messed up in the midst of it. And it's getting to be more and more and more. And I'm not saying there's not other good shops out there. There are. Okay. You need to know. It doesn't have to be A1 Custom Car Care that's taking care of your vehicle all the time. If you've got somebody else, uh, I think you, as you lived outside of town, if I remember right, your family has a mm-hmm. shop, and I know of those people. They're great. They they do good work. That's what's important. Um, you know, just because you get a cheaper bid or they can get you in and out quicker, sometimes that's the gift that keeps on giving. I literally had a vehicle in. One of my technicians caught it. I didn't have anything to do with it. It had been somewhere else, um, and this is a GM SUV platform, like uh, Tahoe or Suburban style. And they got it up on the rack um, for a state inspection. And there's a whole bunch of new front-end parts, which is not uncommon. So clearly they chose to take it somewhere else because we didn't do it. I wouldn't have done what they did, by the way. They did, um, you know, ball joints and suspension parts have a sister ball joint or suspension part. So if there's one on the left, there's one on the right. Well, typically they wear out in tandem or the amount of wear, you know, if you've got 150,000 miles, there's 150,000 on both of them. If one of them's bad, you should probably do them as a pair. That's a, a best practices, I guess. Well, this one had like one lower ball joint on one side, one upper ball joint on the other side. Um, and I get that, that maybe there was not a ton of play in the other ones, but that's not, you know, that's kind of patching a problem, if you will. But Sarah, I know you're not probably doing a lot of front end work and you're probably like, holy cow, what is this guy talking about today? But um, you have a tie rod that comes out and the tie rod turns your wheels, right? Okay. Well, what holds that to the steering knuckle is it has a shaft that comes off and goes through, in this case, the knuckle. And then there's a nut that holds that on there, right? Pretty simple concept. This guy drove into me, and there was no nut holding that tie rod on there at oh, all. Gosh. Not even a little bit. They stuck it back through there. They didn't test drive it. They didn't check it. 
he drove it to me to get his state inspection done and had that come out that wheel would have no longer been attached to the steering at all oh it would have gosh. still been on there but you wouldn't have been able to steer it it would have just went wherever it wanted to yeah so i don't know how far away the man lives or who did the service work we didn't do that part of it clearly they're not an inspection station otherwise they would have inspected his vehicle but it begs the different or it begs the question i guess of Okay, what is the perceived value there? Maybe you did save a few dollars. Maybe it was a little cheaper. Okay, I can own that part of it. Maybe it's not worth being cheaper sometimes if you total your vehicle out on the way there. It just it absolutely caught me off guard this week when that happened. And the customer, you know, we brought him out, showed him, said, hey, man, this thing's literally just sitting in the hole. And believe it or not, this is not the first time I've seen this. There's a lot of people that take their vehicles to shops that don't do inspections because they think it's cheaper, and maybe it is, but the consequences are not cheaper. And so if you tear your vehicle up or, God forbid, you get hurt in a situation like that, that shop, I bet, is probably not going to stand up and stand behind whatever the consequences of that. So value in today's day and age, as we continue to struggle with the dollar and all the things that are going on globally, um, getting a what you pay for, sometimes you need to pay the piper on it. And I'm not saying I want all your money, by no means. I want to do good automotive repair, and if something goes wrong, then I can be there to help you. But if you take it somewhere else and then call me with a bigger problem, I would love to be able to fix that at no cost, but I just can't. It doesn't work that way. And so now the technician or the service advisor side of me, my job's a whole lot more difficult. It takes a whole lot more time, and all of that equates to more money. That's the bottom line. And I, I know I'm being uh, kind of a little bit like in everybody's face today, but I'm just blown away. And sometimes that's done because of time. So time is important. We need to make sure your processes are done correctly, and that takes time. Sarah and I are going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. For complete car care solution, A1 Custom Car Care. All right, welcome back. You've got Sarah and Dustin. I guess I'm in rare form today. Would you say that, Sarah? Well, I think that it's very important yeah. that you are in rare form today because you are definitely opening my eyes, at least, to some of the craziness that can happen out there in the world. Well, and as things, you know, I remember, I know you and I have talked about, you know, when fuel prices got real high, and I think this is even a bigger climax of that situation than we ever saw in 2008-ish. Uh, but the everything's high right now. So it's not just fuel prices. And so this creates or opens the window for a lot of this stuff. People are trying to watch every penny. And I get that. I'm in the same boat. You know, I, I'm watching fuel prices. I'm watching grocery prices. I mean, I think we're all there. I'm, I'm not trying to be a fear monger. I don't, I'm not afraid, by the way. So hopefully everybody out there listening is not either. You better be aware and pay attention is, is my biggest concern. Um, it's not just the automotive industry. I was, uh, I forgot where this came from. I think it was a news article. Don't quote me on where it came from, but it was something I was researching here recently. Um, it was actually an electrician that was commercial based electrician. I think he maybe owned the company, but the, the information came out that he was trying to source, uh, you know, stuff to keep the lights on and stuff to, you know, make sure the coffee pot works and whatever. 
And he was calling these manufacturers and they weren't even giving him ETAs on when these products could be available, let alone price. You know, everybody knows that price is being crazy. So he's having to source things from everybody all over the sun, which creates, you know, when there's a demand, it creates a little bit of hysteria, if you will. And, you know, I don't want to play into that by no means. So the reason, hopefully, you know, the topic came up today is so our listeners out there are aware of this. And I'm sure they're aware of a lot of it, but, you know, each one of us in whatever industry we're in, whether we're media and radio here or automotive repair, electrician, whatever your, whatever your floats your boat or keeps your lights on at home, uh, you better put all the pieces together and not just pay attention and have blinders on that, oh, you know, everything in my little bubble's okay because, you know, it's it's affecting all of us at this point in time and it's going to continue. So we better be educated. I guess it's a long story short. You think that's a fair mm-hmm. way? to put it out there. Um, so you better be educated and that will keep you from being afraid, I guess is the biggest part of that. So Sarah and I talk about fuel prices quite often. Um, we're talking about value of the dollar right now. So when I do business with people, money is part of it, I guess, is a, is a, is a, is a factor, if you will. But what I get for that and the confidence that I have in them better be just as big, if not more of a part of that than saving a nickel on the front side of it. And I've been guilty of this. You know, the old saying, have you ever heard the saying, Sarah, buy once, cry once? I have. Yes. And in the beginning, I like when I first heard it, it's probably, I don't know, I was quite a bit younger at that point. I'm like, what the heck? You know? I go to Harbor Freight and get blah, blah, blah over there. And I'm not beating on Harbor Freight, so don't get up in arms out there at me. Uh, But sometimes you need to not go to Harbor Freight and you need the very best of whatever it is. Um, If you look at my tools and equipment that I service vehicles with on a a daily basis, um, they're the best. Absolute, without a doubt. And I get a lot of judgment from even other technicians from time to time. Um, other shop owners, I've had this discussion with them, um, where they furnish, you know, mediocre stuff, in my opinion. And sometimes the mediocre stuff gets the job done. I have to, I have to honor that. I have some Harbor Freight tools that I've used, and it's done me okay. Even dare I say it's done a good job. But when it comes to my livelihood or your vehicles or certain things in my life, I absolutely want the best. And sometimes the best gives you a significantly easier job and a better outcome. You know, we're not sitting here in studio with, uh, you know, yard sale, electronics, (laughs) you know, stuff we found at flea markets and, you know, cobbled together and make work. This is a very well set up facility. And hopefully you out there in the listening audience hear that. You think that's a fair way to say that? Oh, absolutely. And even I've watched you guys upgrade over the years. I don't know how old this board is, but it's not overly old. No, I think it's maybe two years. Yeah. And very well taken care of. You guys take great care of your equipment when you have issues. I see how you guys handle it. Um, That speaks for the experience that everybody out there in radio land gets to hear, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I guarantee if we started skimping on that here and all of a sudden maybe we got some old you stuff here, some hand-me-down stuff from, you know, one of the other studios here in the facility, you know, stuff that's been out of service or outdated, the experience is going to be different. So we don't do that. And I don't do that at the shops either. Um, It's a constant balance. It's not that I can just make it rain with equipment and whatnot, but us being able to keep uh, updated equipment allows us to keep more um, current and draw the very top talent 
in the industry, which is extremely important. And a lot of you have met some of our folks out there over the years, as well as we continue our education. And all this comes back down to us being able to offer great value for your experience. And that's what I look for when I go and do business other places. Do I get value? It's not, oh, do I get the cheapest price? Because a lot of times the cheapest price is actually the most expensive in the long run because the root problem never gets fixed or it doesn't stay fixed for long. And a good example of that is those additives that we've been talking about. Yes. Um, You know, we are in that season of AC weather. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to put out a PSA real quick. You know, that is a perfect example of, you know, twelve ninety nine. Mm-hmm. It's a, f- a fix in a can and you think, oh, well, this can't hurt it because it's got, you know, it's got vents and uh, pictures of cars on the yep. bottle. So it's meant for my car <laughs> and it's meant to go in the vents and it's going to be fine. Yeah. And then oftentimes it can cost several hundred dollars and even mess up your guys's equipment. Yep. And that's twelve ninety nine. You yeah. know. And, and it'll have a money-back guarantee. You, right. Yeah. But the money that it destroyed, they're not going to give you back. Yeah. And so you're hung out to dry. Sarah, That I could not have said it better myself. I'm so, so happy that this information is getting out I'm there learning. to people. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's why we do the show. Sarah and I come together. We're constantly going through stuff that's current in the industry. So you guys at least hear about it. You're not going to hear about a lot of this stuff unfortunately, from any source, and you're going to experience the consequences, and that's how you're going to learn about it. And if if and when you go into these big box parts stores or big box stores in general, I see the end caps where it's, oh, this stuff looks awesome. But the reality of what it does is absolutely devastating to your pocketbook and the downtime of your vehicle because you tried to skimp and save or maybe you didn't know any better and it still cost you. So the lack of not understanding or not knowing or trying to take the easy route, the the cost of that is drastic. And I hate it as a service advisor or a technician when I have to come to somebody and say, hey, you know, we had a simple leak we could have fixed it for, say, 200 bucks, and I'm just picking numbers out there. You know, I don't talk about prices very often because I like to be correct when I give somebody a number. But in this, I can tell you that we can fix a lot of things for a reasonable amount of money. But once you put that kind of stuff in your AC system, I guarantee it's a significant amount of money because I have to replace the entire AC system. And people say, well, can't you flush it out or this or that? What the problem is, is there is either a verbiage of stop leak or sealer that goes into that system. And no, you cannot flush it out. I wish you could. I truly, truly do. But the orifices that are in the condenser especially, okay, are so small. If you take the head of a ballpoint pen and you look at the point where the ink comes out, that's actually larger than a lot of these orifices inside the condenser, okay? So, no, you cannot flush it out. And so when I come to somebody and say, hey, in order for you to get your AC back, I have to remove the condenser, the high and low side lines that that come from the compressor, the accumulator, receiver, dryer, orifice tube, expansion valve, whichever system you have, and the evaporator that's inside the dash, 
all those words are very expensive words. It's just, I don't know how to say it. Not to mention a significant amount of time to get those parts serviced that could have been avoided. That should have been avoided. Not could have been. That should have been avoided, but because of their marketing and they make it sound like this great magic in a can, all of a sudden you're stuck with the bill and I have to have a tough discussion with you all and I do not want that. So please, if you're having issues with that kind of stuff, you need to get it in, get it checked. Um, do not use um, anything that says sealer, stop leak, anything of that nature. If you are going to attempt it yourself, make sure you get a compatible refrigerant and only use that as a virgin pure refrigerant. Okay. Got to do that. As well as Sarah and I, I think covered this a few weeks ago, the R134A is what most people out there in listening land have in their vehicle. If you have a very, very late model vehicle, you may have to check and make sure it's not 1234YF, which is a new refrigerant. But there's going to be and is a shortage on refrigerant. So if you want AC or you want to have your system checked to make sure that you're going to do everything you can to protect your air conditioning, I encourage you to get it into somebody that you know and trust to get that system checked before it gets hot outside, before it gets August outside, because we may run into a situation that even if you wanted to pay for it, there's no refrigerant out there. But Sarah and I are at the bottom of the hour when we come back in a moment. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. All right. Welcome back. You've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. Uh, you know, I'm looking for a bright spot to talk about, Sarah, but right now we're going to talk more about gas and fuel prices. How do you feel about that? Oh, you know, I'm ready for it to go down. Thankfully, I have Sam's Club membership. So, yeah, I've been paying a little bit less at the pump, but even then it's still, it's like 40 bucks to fill up my car. Yeah. Well, and that's a good point. You know, everywhere that you can get a membership, that's a good idea. If you're on that side of town or live in that side of the area, um, you know, Sam's Club does save you a few bucks. I actually got a gas app on my phone for the first time. Oh, I think it's Gas Buddy, if you oh, will. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that one's actually been pretty neat. I've been able to kind of like shop around and sometimes it's 30, 40 cents a gallon if I can catch it. I try and watch the uh, the barrel of oil pricing because typically, you know, I got a little bit of time before it hits the pump. Uh, the Bren, I think, was up this week. It was up over $118. That's about the highest I can ever remember seeing it. And that's crazy. So you are a Sam's Club. Uh, would you say you're loyal to Sam's Club if you can save a few cents? No, not uh-huh. originally. Oh. So I, I used to use Sam's Club quite a bit, and I would get my gas there. Mm-hmm. But I've now moved, and I have to make a special trip uh-huh. to that side of town. Okay. So I either get gas on Fridays when I'm down okay. at Scramblers, yep. and that there's that sense. one over off of Campbell, or I'll have to make a special trip to that side of town. But otherwise... I would never use it. Mm -hmm. So I used to have a gas station that I I used quite a bit, and Mm -hmm. it was the same gas station. I just, it was on the way home. It was easy, convenient. They had, you know, pretty decent prices. They were pretty similar with everybody else in the area. Sure. But yeah, I definitely am going to drive to the other side of town to save my 15, 20 cents. You know, I think we're getting to that point. You know, when gas is around a buck, it's not such a big deal. But now, I think the national average is well over four bucks a gallon. And that definitely makes a difference. 
Now, uh, so my lovely lady, Stacy, she's a Sam's Club, like, loyalist, if you will. And she does it a lot. Here's my problem. And you can tell me whether I'm being petty and, and shoot me straight, Sarah. I don't want to wait in the line. It drives me crazy to go to the gas pump and sit there and wait in a line. You sometimes think that's petty? No, sometimes it is kind of annoying. And then you'll have people that'll be on the wrong side, yeah, the, which fun fact, okay. if you didn't know, if you have a hard time remembering which side your gas tank mm-hmm. is on, did you know that right next to your little fuel gauge right there, yep. there is an arrow uh-huh. that will point which way your gas tank is at. And I learned that, I don't know, maybe <laughs> four years ago. It's a lifesaver. It is. I never have to be like, am I on the right side? Anyways, um, so yeah, that's a little fun fact if you didn't know that. But So uh. I didn't know it for a long time, and I'm going to tell on myself here. So I was at Hillbilly's gas station when I was like brand new. I was... Well, actually, I was 15, by the way. I was driving before I had a driver's license. Surely the statute of limitations is out on that one. But I had borrowed a friend of mine's Lincoln, and I had left for lunch. So I'm really telling on myself. So I left school, but the stipulation is I had to put gas in his Lincoln. Okay? So I'm at Hillbillies, and I pull in there, and I'm on the wrong side. All right. No big deal. (laughs) So thankfully there were some other friends of mine that could see me. So I pull out and I pull around and I'm on the wrong side again. (laughs) So so I can remember Spencer, good friend of mine in high school, hollers. He said some choice words, but basically I was a dummy and I was still on the wrong side because I had pulled out and instead of pulling back in on the same lane, I had pulled around on the other side. So yeah, sometimes I'm not all that bright and it happens, but you got to own it when you're kind of a dummy. But that old Lincoln didn't have that. Oh, no kidding. No. So that was probably a 70s, maybe 80s Lincoln. Um, But pretty much everybody out there listening probably from 90, mid 90s on, Miss Sarah is exactly right. There's a small arrow next to the little gas man on your cluster that will tell you where. But I've never forgot how stupid I felt that I pulled (laughs) out and pulled on the wrong side again. But I did put gas and I went and got, um, uh, I think it's Bamboo Hut is the uh, the Chinese restaurant mm. there in Marionville. Excellent Chinese food. Um, so I got me some Chinese and I went back to school and I got away with it. I didn't Sounds get busted. Sounds like a good day. It was, it was a good day. And he got some gas in his car. So definitely, definitely a good thing there. But yeah, shopping for gas and fuel prices. Um, yeah. Did I tell you how much I filled up my diesel for here a week or two you, ago? I don't think you did, but I'm... Uh, I'm going to assume probably over 100. Yeah. So I was there at the Signal in Nixa, which is a pretty good little fuel station, good fuel. Um, I pulled in there and had another gentleman across the, the on the other side of the pump. He was filling up a pretty nice new uh, F-Series pickup. He was at 100 bucks. I was at $147. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was like, holy cow. And what really infuriates me is thankfully I was able to uh, talk with the cashier and she was able to let the pump run. But it's really like adds insult to injury. And hopefully you've never experienced this. But a lot of the pumps shut off at $75, $95, or $120, depending on what gas station you're at. It's when you got to swipe your card twice. And you still haven't filled up your fuel tank. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, that's got to be rough. Yeah, it really is like, doggone it. Uh, But it's one of those things. So part of the reason that I end up spending money in fuel is 
a lot of what I do, I need capabilities of that vehicle. So, Sarah, you've got an awesome little car, but I can't hook a 3,000-pound trailer and put 10,000 pounds worth of equipment on that trailer and tow it with your car. That would be cool, but can't do it. So I need to be able to tow. I carry a tremendous amount of equipment and tools and weight, you know, all kinds of stuff in my work truck all the time. And then my personal vehicles, I do a fair amount of towing, whether it's hay bales or cars that are broken down or, you know, anything I can pretty much fit up on a trailer. I am trailering it um, and hauling. And then, you know, it's just part of kind of what I do. So those vehicles are part of my daily business for one. And so they create their own revenue to offset that. Um, but I'll be honest, you know, we are going to be in that same boat where I'm going to start paying attention or I am at this point of what kind of trips I'm doing, whether they're necessary. And everybody is going to start doing some of that and cutting back. But what I wanted to talk about a little bit when while we're talking about gas and fuel prices, diesel as well is I was paying attention to the barrel of oil price, and I have really more now than I have in a long time. And, you know, as it continues to go up, I think this week the Bren uh, oil price was up, I think, $118. It is migrating the refiners to refine or produce more barrels of diesel because the diesel price is up crazy high right now, and they can make more money as a business decision. Instead of, you know, the normal split to where they're refining this much diesel and this much gasoline. So long story short, that decision or the incentive is going to drive up the gasoline prices. So I know most of you out there listening, I'm going to say 95% of you, your daily vehicle is going to be your gas powered, whatever you've got, which is awesome. I mean, they really have done a good thing where you can get 30 or 40 miles to the gallon out of a lot of these newer vehicles. That sure helps. But for the 30 or 40 miles to the gallon, when we see the average price up north of four bucks and and potentially five, as bad as I hate to even say that, it's really infuriates me. Um, The cost of diesel is a relationship there that you need to pay attention to. So as we see that diesel price start to increase, we need to be mindful of the gasoline price as well. And counting your trips, there's a lot that you can do to get every basically uh, ounce of propulsion out of every ounce of fuel that you get is very, very important. So some of the basic stuff, and I don't want to just be gloom and doom here, is keeping your tires inflated. I'm probably checking my tires personally more than I ever have, and I really check them a lot. So a couple of easy things inside the door post of your vehicle, as long as you have the recommended tire on the vehicle, it will tell you what the max PSI reading is. I definitely run it at the max PSI reading. So if it says 38, I make sure at a cold reading... So before you've done a whole lot of driving or before, you know, summer hits and it's 110 outside, I want a cold reading of 38 PSI throughout all four of my tires. Or if you got a diesel, whatever your six, you know, if you've got a dually, whatever six tires you are. Because the more rolling resistance, and the reason partially I bring that up is as I drive around Springfield here or wherever I'm at, I see people running on low tires all the time time and not only is it create more uh, rolling resistance it also ruins that tire and if anybody hasn't priced tires lately they have gone up drastically uh 
just FYI, the petroleum uh, industry has a big say in tire manufacturing. That is part of tire manufacturing. So as fuel prices go up, tires go up. So if you're in need of tires, buying them now versus later is very important. And if you're not in need of tires, take care of the ones you have and get as many miles out of them as possible. And that that has to have some input from you or whoever your trusted facility that takes care of business is. So that's one easy softball way. If the vehicle is running a little bit poor, if the performance isn't there, if, God forbid, you've got a flashing check engine light, etc., you need to have that taken care of because all of that is leading to poor fuel economy. Okay, The reason we all have check engine lights is not so you know something's wrong with your car. It really, truly isn't. It The only reason a check engine light exists is the government says you must know that your vehicle is not running at optimum conditions and it's polluting the environment, which means it's not burning fuel like it's supposed to and it's going right out your tailpipe. But we're going to step into a break. Sarah and I will be back in a moment. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. All right, welcome back. You've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. I've not had a whole lot of great uh, warm and fuzzy things to talk about today. So, why do you love your vehicle? I guess that's a good question. And, you know, I stated earlier, I ask a lot of my vehicles. If I hook some weight to it or I have to run down to... You know, one of our locations that's about 100 miles away and diagnose and fix and repair a problem vehicle, I wanted to do it and I wanted to do it well, okay? And I feel like we're all kind of in that same boat, if you will. You know, maybe you're not running a um, very well-equipped uh, mobile, I don't say mobile, we don't do mobile service, but I do work through and with each one of our locations when we have things in need. So I got to have my vehicle in good tip top shape in order to be there for the guys and in turn for our customers, you know, whether it's a new issue that we're having or, you know, something that's given us some trouble, that's kind of a big role that I play in the company as well as my personal vehicles. As I have said earlier, towing is a big part. So whether it's our camper or my car trailer and hauling some of my junk or tractors around, I got to have certain things that that's able to do. What is it that's important to you guys? Um, you know, I know, we ask questions or whatever if you want to send some things in why is it you or what is it you need out of your vehicle do you need 50 miles to the gallon that would be awesome that would be absolutely fantastic um are you getting it is the performance there is it doing what you need is the air conditioning working is the transmission working you know what is it do you need it to start every time so you can go to church and to the doctor and get the kids to school and practice and get to work hopefully at some point in time through there you know it's like we're all working 25 jobs you ever feel like that sarah oh absolutely yeah it's like just run 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 all the time and then when you get some downtime either you're too tired to do anything fun or you haven't done anything fun in a long time so you're ready to go yeah. Am I the only one? Or I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's always the yeah. worst. So, so yeah, sometimes I sit at home and I feel guilty. I'm like, man, I should be doing something. Right. Yeah, I do working. that too. But, you know, typically the weather helps me with that. You know, if it's crappy outside, I'm like, nah, it can wait. But if it's nice outside, yeah, I want to get out and get some things done because, uh, you know, things got to get done. That's right. 
So what is it you want out of your vehicle, Sarah? I ask this all the time. You want it dependable and you want 170 miles to the gallon. Absolutely. That would be awesome. Yes. I would be so cool if I could do that. <laughs> no, I have, my needs have changed somewhat oh, since yeah. the baby is going to be here soon. Yeah, so baby. I have been paying attention more to vehicles and their safety. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's some vehicles out there. I'm obviously not in a Jeep with a, a cloth top. So yep. that's definitely good. But right. I I've been paying a lot more attention to that. You know, I also moved out to the country, mm -hmm. so I do need something that's going to get me to point A to point B when there's snow and ice on the road. Yep. I can't call in every single time that it does, you know, inclement weather. Yeah. It's, that's impossible. So I do need something with four-wheel drive or something that is definitely capable mm -hmm. of handling that situation a little bit better than others and finally once again since i'm living 30 minutes outside of the city mm -hmm. i need some reliable gas i need to make sure that i'm not having to put gas in every oh, other yeah. day so i need something that's going to have a pretty good uh, fuel economy if mm -hmm. you will so, so sarah we got a few minutes mm -hmm. okay so you know we've done some shows on carvana right yes so Stacy and I actually did some business with Carvana this week. Oh, no week. kidding. Yeah. So uh, we were in a situation where, you know, life had changed, kind of to your point. And shockingly enough, maybe I have a spare vehicle or two sitting around. I know that's hard to believe. <laughs> if you drive by my house, you probably know which one it is because there's cars and stuff, you know, a little bit there. But anyway, uh, the needs of her car had changed. And so Carvana actually showed up, paid us top dollar and hauled her car away oh that's great so you know i know we've done kind of some picking on carvana and whatnot uh but they're uh basically used vehicle dealers sometimes you get some bad ones sometimes you get some good ones but in our research i remember when you and i did the carvana show that they would offer to buy your car mm -hmm. and they would not only offer to buy it but they honestly they paid a pretty good price for it we probably could have private party sold it a little bit more um, but they were more than fair. They came to the house. They picked it up. They had all the paperwork in order, and they wrote us a check right there. I thought that was pretty doggone Yeah, and me. you didn't have to deal with anything. No, and the other part of it, and part of the reason that I bring this up is, you know, if you have some vehicles that you own outright, and you have some vehicles you own, which we did owe a little bit on it, they paid it off and paid us the difference. So um, right now would probably be a good time not to have a car payment. And that was kind of our thought. We really didn't need the vehicle at this point in time. It was nice. It was a very, very nice vehicle. Um, but we didn't really need it. So it was sure nice to kind of cut that out of our overhead, if you will. And they made it extremely easy. And I didn't have to deal with all the tire kickers coming out. No, oh, you know, you want this for it, but can I give you a half? That drives me nuts when people just try and lowball folks. And I'm like, look, I understand everybody wants a deal, but as well as I don't want to be the only one, you know, taking the hit on this deal. But they they were actually really good to deal with. And this is kind of a firsthand, I guess, report, if you will. Um, and if anything changes, I'll definitely let everybody know. But if you've got a vehicle that you don't really need right now, it's a good market to sell. And if you don't want to haggle with all that stuff, it was very easy. We got on their website, kind of filled out some basic information, and they were able to kind of give us a quote even before they got there. And when they got there, they gave it a basic checkup, and then away they went. So that's kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a good service out there. So I can't speak for everybody out there. So if you do this and it ends up ugly, 
I'm sorry for that. But for us, it worked out pretty good, and I was pretty happy with it. Not only that, but we kind of moved, to your point, from a smaller SUV to a larger SUV with our little Brindley, who has a lot of luggage that goes along with all of our travels, and it accommodated her a little bit more. So it's worked out really good. She can see out the window, too. That's the other thing with the way it sits in her car seat and all that. She can kind of look and see what's going on, which I've noticed she greatly, greatly likes. And I know that's a weird thing to talk about, but, you know, it's part of the gig, you know. It fits and accommodates us more. But do you know what I'm most excited about with the excursion? What? I put a CB in it. Oh, did you? Yeah. So I don't know how much time we got. We got a moment. Yeah, I'll you Tell do. a little bit of story. So my good friend Alan and I were coming back um, from one of our stores that's a little bit far away. We do some uh, consulting work with, and we were on a blacktop two lane coming through basically just out of Gateway, Arkansas into Seligman, Missouri. We we're running kind of, I want to say behind, but we were trying to get home at a decent time. And I got a CB in the truck. I was able to hear that there was a uh, accident or something going on up there, and the road was blocked. And I hate, as we talked earlier, sitting in line. So we turned off. Google Maps did not help us. I had to stop and ask an old farmer uh, how to get around, and he was gracious enough to help. And so we detoured around, but I could hear all the traffic and all the truck drivers just, I mean, it was gridlock stopped in both directions. And thankfully, we were able to kind of get and navigate around this accident, allow the first responders to get up there and us not be in the way. Uh, but the CB saved our butts, which I thought was absolutely awesome. Hey, there awesome. you go. Yeah, I think you need one in the the little cruise. We need to get you a CB in there. You know what? If you want to install it, <laughs> I'll let you. You think Ryan would be cool with that? Be like, he would probably have a blast so? with it. I have a absolute blast with it, traveling and whatnot. I really enjoy hearing what I would consider the highway discussion, if you will. Um, the more I get into it, the more passenger car vehicles I see it in. I saw one on a little bitty car, and I can't even remember what it was the other day. It was like a Focus or something, but he had one in it. I thought, yep, he's got a CB in there. <laughs> Just kind of gives that second kind of cool, a little bit more entertaining. Uh, my kids, I don't know what they think about it. They probably think dad's a nerd for having a CB in the truck. But They probably will find it a little bit I more so. fun. As they get older, too. I sure like it as we travel. It's one of those things that just gives you that extra little bit of connection with traveling and hopefully makes it a little bit more fun because I like road trips. I hope and pray they get that and they take that, you know, going going further. Right. Oh, my goodness. We are out of time. Time How does that happen? Absolutely. Well, if you guys out there in Radio Land have any questions, you can ask them and send them in on our text line, 417 Four four seven five seven four three, or you can reach out to us on our Facebook page or our Getter account. Both of those are at one zero four one KSGF. Dustin, I hope you have a good rest of your weekend. Yes, be safe out there. Bye.